This is the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and KT Data for July 30th, 2013, Episode 6 of the Spring Season. Big, naked, fleshy things with a head on it. Hey, Dito, do you know what time it is? KT, it's that time where we take one of these because this is going to be a bumpy ride. Power up! All right, in this episode of the Kita Anime Podcast, Tamaki thinks she's a cat. Meow. Mao has indestructible boxers. I want a pair of those. And Armin finally grows a pair. All that and more coming up. Let's do this. The show begins in three, two, one. It's time for the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and KT Data. The Kita Anime Podcast is brought to you by Explosions. We love them so much in Utah, we actually have two Fourth of Julys. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kita Anime Podcast. I am KT Data. And I'm Dito. And this is the Book Club Podcast for all you guys who have never seen this show before. Um, the whole idea is you come, you watch four, two episodes of three different anime series... And you listen to what Dito and I say about it and probably say, man, these guys have no idea what they're talking about. So, Dito, how are you doing today? Aside from recovering from a pretty bad summer flu, um, pretty good. Aside from the fact that KT is growing a mustache on his neck. Uh, I thought mustaches were cool. Well, mustaches are cool, but, you know, mustaches are so mainstream, you got to grow it on your neck. I I I I have some glandular issues where facial hair doesn't grow on my face; it grows on my neck. What can I say? It's called being Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. Uh, so, if you guys are going, oh man, this is there's homework with this podcast. Don't worry, we make homework pretty easy. If you just head on over to ktdata.net, look at the show notes. Bam, there you go. Links everything you can just click on them and stream them and go ooh. and sometimes ah no all ooze no oz well too bad there's gonna be oz too we can't we can't leave the oz out i thought we got rid of all the asunas no that's gonna be coming in however long it takes for it to finally get here all right that seems like second half of the anime series right there (laughs) (laughs) so let's just jump into this uh First anime we have right here with the crappiest theme ever. And our first anime is Ginga Kikotai Majestic Prince, and it's brought to you by Condensed Milk. Now available in brown sugar and honey flavors. Get your condensed milk from your assistant today. All right. Last episode, we uncover a deep, deep, dark secret. A love triangle is born, and also, we add some boy love into the triangle. Can't believe you made me say that, Dito. Um, <laughs> Will that make it a hexagon, then? I don't know. I didn't do well in geometry. Anything beyond, <laughs> like, a triangle was a little more difficult for me. Actually, anything beyond a uh, circle was a little beyond me. 
That's why I have so much trouble with like all these like slice of life animes. It's like, oh man, this is way too confusing. You know, it makes so much more sense like in Evangelion, where you just want to kill Shinji. Um, and yet he watches Tenchi. <laughs> so he can deal with the harems. He just can't deal with well, like, like slice of life. You, you know what I gotta do with Tenchi though? I gotta like. There's whiteboards involved with like lines, and I even like print out pictures of the characters and like. At, and you know, have a cork board there with you know um, yarn going from each character over there, so I can like make sense of things when I'm watching. It's like almost a mobile command center when I'm watching all these harem animes. It's like, oh yeah, then, then if I just follow this over here, that makes perfect sense. So in other words, KT watches harem anime like he would a uh, like a murder scene. Oh yeah, it's crazy. You know, you get all these like you have folders upon folders of the character profile. So when I get confused, I'm like pull that oh yeah mm-mm. yeah that makes sense and then going over here going over here and then she has this blue line that just follows you over there <laughs> we can't get you can't confuse that with the other blue yarn that is supposed to be for something about cat ship what I don't exactly know. yeah okay well yeah so like i have all this important data and stuff and that kind of you know that's that's kind of the goal of in these episodes of Majestic Princes. They're trying to get information off that crash-landed ship in Mars from the Zentrani. You know, that's how they're going to build SDF One. Um, is from that information they get from that ship there. You know, because it kind of falls apart in the episode, no, or they no, build it's, it's it gonna, around it. It's going to. They're going to learn how to combine finally, because this is still. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. I am well, still waiting you, for their. Com- you know, their it's going to happen. Just the way they like de-dock from the main ship and they fly in that formation it's gonna happen yeah, it's gonna be wait. natural it's, it's gonna, gonna be happen. very natural it's gonna, like it's any like, robot enemy <laughs> of course um but you know they're under a deadline because of course why not add some tension by putting an artificial deadline on it yeah well it's not just an artificial deadline you know they kind of said like well, roughly you, 36 you, you, hours you got but, 36 you know, hours but she's only giving them 24 not even that they give him like 12 because it's like you have to get out there prep all that fun stuff, you know. So we got we got to make it as just like here is here's one minute perform God. Yeah. Um, and then what, what's even more interesting on this is like uh, Tamaki in this episode. She's actually doing better than everybody else because she thinks she's a cat. Yeah. So that's only because like of their so-called mental stimulations Exploitation, and hot- man. <laughs> Dude, and I, I love how the control ops, they don't hesitate whatsoever to flirt with her. Yeah. Which is hilarious because she's like just the biggest. Isn't she like 16? 15? They all seem pretty young. Even the control ops seem to be pretty young too. Like they're probably. They seem older. Oh, they seem the, older. With, but With the dude with his flowing blonde hair. <laughs> his flowing locks. But yeah. he probably seems like more like 20-ish. You know, like early twenties, while she's probably what, sixteen or something like that. That's weird. It's, it's it 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 doesn't break the rule. What is the rule? Uh, half your age plus seven, or something like that. Well, actually, it does if she's sixteen now. I, <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, yeah, yeah it does. ten plus seven is seventeen. So I don't know. That's okay. We could just say <sighs> she's seventeen. I don't know. Sparky's just you know she's like oh. He's so blonde. He's so control oppy. Oh. <laughs> control oppy. <laughs> well, so 
Now we know what to do. Now we have to get to KT. I got. No. I, I gotta a get glowing, gotta, glowing wig of locks of doom. Yeah, and then I gotta get a ups. Bluetooth headset that goes like right under my eye, and all that good stuff right there. Yeah, because that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Sparky's like, I didn't even watch this. I don't understand what you were talking about. <laughs> perfect. Lies. Sparky is a closet majestic prince watcher. That's why she denies it. It's because of the BL. It's all about the BL. <laughs> Oh, so, um, and, you know, it kind of goes into, oh, I'm I'm going to do the thing that I think everybody hated me doing is bringing analogs from real life into anime. I bet you people hate, hate it when I do this, but, um, it brings up this ethical question on, uh, on how we view soldiers lives, you know, is it just a num another number in a calculated risk or... Um, is every human life valuable? And that kind of shows the distinguishing difference between uh, the Zentrani, or the Wugaru, if you want to call them that, um, and humans, where, you know, every single human life is is worth something, except to the commanders with their big noses. Um, yes, and also their indecisive acts of trying to save themselves a few bucks yeah it's so weird so you know that that's i think it was it's kind of weird though this anime especially with this next point right here i swear it's kind of going in cycles right here where you have an epic battle and then you have a strategic mission on there and then you go back and then they're doing pr again i mean like literally this next episode the entire time, Kay and Tamaki, they're just going around the places, you know, show, showing their faces and talking to the people and stuff. And it's like, haven't we gone past this, you know? Which brings up a really funny point, too, that I noticed. Like, every time they do a PR or like something, they're, like, rewarded with a treat, like a, like an animal. Like, you know, quite literally, she acts like a cat and everything. Yeah, it's like going, oh, you know, after do this, here's your, was it? Pickled innards! Pickled innards, pickled innards on rice and everything. And then uh, Kay gets that curdled uh, milk. Or the, the condensed curdled, milk. Condensed milk, curdled milk. With, <laughs> in all its brand new flavors of, uh, what was the flavors? Uh, brown sugar and honey. Oh, my yeah. that like, have you ever had like straight condensed milk, not like not in anything else? I've. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's already sweet. Well, Imagine putting honey or brown sugar into that. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> "Can't breathe." <laughs> see, you see all these teeth right here; just fall right out. Yeah. Then would be this is the Kita Gum Podcast. Excuse me, I drool. We're quite literally gumming our mics right now. <laughs> Some say that might improve the show, so I, who knows? <laughs> On Send there. all emails to kita ktdata dot net. Yeah, and so you know we kind of see what uh, um, what what happens to all the characters in again in their off time. Like we've seen these epi- we've seen an episode like this before, seeing what the characters do in their off time. You know, um, Ataru he's just sitting in a spacesuit. I hope. What, um, why either? He just kind of like, you know, has his giant telescope there and he's just sitting there going, like, with a, well, there goes Mike, uh, <laughs> with the, uh, the countdown timer, 
And I'm just sitting there going like, okay. And they keep on going back to him like every five minutes or something like that. And his timer just goes down like yeah. half hour, hour. And then like, well, what I'm really curious is he's, he's, he's in the suit for probably a good six hours or so. Yeah. And I'm wondering how good the suit filtration thing is. Like imagine you being in a space suit and then you just got to like, you know, let one off. <laughs> well, he was, he was had a, he had a, a cable attached to him. So probably not well, only that, did that filter the air. It doesn't filter air. It just blows more air into it. You know, it's, it's not two way, man. It's just think about it. Well, it would have to be two way because you got to get, you got to get rid of all the carbon dioxide from that's the what, suit too. That, that's, that's what the filtration system for, but the filtration system doesn't take out smells. <laughs> I can only imagine him just eating like, something just, really, just, really bad. You know? And then letting one out, just watch him just sit there like this. And it was like, like, I was like, oh man, I regret having those beans for breakfast. <laughs> they never actually show what he eats. Yeah, like, and, and imagine it, you're in space, so nobody else can hear hear you, right? <laughs> so you're just sitting there, waiting, looking at the stars, waiting for something that comes, and it's just like this silence, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> <laughs> can you just imagine, because like, eventually gets like followers just sitting yeah, well, there. Well, that's his pit crew, you know? And you notice they don't come until almost the last second. Yeah, but can you imagine those? Like, if you're just sitting there like this, all of them just standing there like this, and all of a sudden one just goes like this, like going. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's another part, too, since we talked about pit crews. Like, we see everyone going, like, doing their own things. You know, we have um, Izuru still just doing his drawings, you know, Atara or um, Ataru going stargazing, and we have uh, Asagi doing his little date thing with part of his pit crew too she's but like eight at or most. something and you're watching all the pit crews doing their damnedest to make sure that these machines are I know. running it's like they do they even get any time off i know i don't think they do i mean we we know uh what's her faces does because she's dragging uh um asagi off but nobody else seems to be reliable well actually um K's team seems to be just watching the television. That's true. It's like I did kind of wonder, like, what are they doing? Because well, K's doesn't doesn't really require much maintenance because she's just kind of sitting there, like saying, "All right, analyze this, analyze that. Oh, give me some information." Okay. So and then so it, I think it was the, the thing I hate about the show is that nothing's really happened again. You know, you you get all this good intel and then. A whole entire episode of nothing really happened. I mean, okay, maybe you get a little bit of character development and stuff, and you can kind of see all the characters kind of almost adopting the Pit Cruises family and stuff. Okay, mm, yeah, I could see it. But then you watch the preview for the next episode, and it's a clip <laughs> episode! <laughs> well, there was one thing, though. We did see... The only thing about the entire episode that we can actually say was really, really interesting was the manual car. Yeah, but I, <laughs> like seriously, I finished watching this and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll take a look at the previews, get an idea what's happening. And then it's like special episode that's going to recap the first half of Majestic Prince. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Yes. We told you this is like any stereotypical uh, mecha anime. And yes. We don't have our well, funny hats on, and, but KT is now grown mustache dude, on neck. Like in, 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 in at least in other mecha animes, things happened. 
<laughs> in this anime, nothing's really happened other than them getting their butt kicked, which actually reminds me a lot of Attack on Titan. Um, <laughs> but before that, and there's like, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm a little disappointed, but I don't know. But here we go. Um, our next anime over here didn't disappoint at all. And our next anime is Hataraku Mao-sama, or The Devil is a Part-Timer, and it's brought to you by... Indestructible Boxers. Here then, he's in the game uniform damage that you get to pay for. <laughs> in our last episode, we had Mao and Emmy, construction, uh, I want to say, like, enemies, which is probably going to be the best thing. McRonald's or Sentucky, what would you choose? And... Japan, they know how to scare the crap out of heroes. Uh, what? I, gotta, I gotta say this much too about this whole this episode. Hawaiian Bazaar. I, I love how the landlady just decides to go on this like six month vacation in Hawaii and just leaves the the two, the two boys in charge of the whole entire building. And the, like they've barely lived there for maybe a month or so. Which is I find more funny is that we actually learn a little bit more about the situation of what going behind the scenes of about uh, Susan now. Like she's actually inquisitor for the church and pretty much an executioner, if, if you will. Trying, and, you, and we get a little more information about that she is actually trying to kill Mao. Believe that or not. Oh, who isn't trying to kill the Demon King in this story? Seriously. Oh. And then they all fall in love with him. But it's just... I think, I think Chi-Chan's the only one that hasn't tried to kill him. Well, besides with love. Still a form of murder. True. <laughs> on there, um... But, you know, you kind of see what we actually find out, which, you know, we didn't know before. And I thought it was weird because you you think that um, Emmy is really fighting for the church and their Inquisition that they had. But it turns out that the church had their own uh, Inquisition going on against the Demon King. And all the other all the other humans kind of uh, had had their own resistance going on at the same time. They. I guess they didn't really help each other that much, and they're kind of doing their own thing on there. And so, you know, they were kind of angry that Emmy was the one who defeated uh, Mal because that's all the guts and glories for that. Even though they they tried to kind of claim uh, their own street cred for that, right? Well, there's that too, and also that because of you no. Know, Inquisitors and their some lack of ability to do stuff properly, and then Emmy taking credit for, but she's also missing too. They don't want to fully admit to a lot of these mistakes, so they kind of pin the blame where it is happened to be convenient. It's it's the classic, you know, state of oh, I'm just going to abuse my power since everybody will believe me, right? <laughs> of course, um, I mean we're our top ranking you know, church officials, and everyone has faith in us, so let's just play it to our benefit. 
Yep, it totally, it actually reminds me of uh, Mau Mau Yusha. Exactly. Where, where they're like, mm, on there. Um, and we get a new we get a new character introduced into this anime. Well, we actually get a name, so we can't call him Jesse from Team Rocket anymore. Uh, yeah, that's he, true. He ends up being a uh, Archangel Serial. And after meeting him, Jesse from but- Team Rocket is so much cooler. Yeah, and uh, he's been given um, kind of a a nickname, you know, like perverted angel, because he likes the uh, well, yeah, James, not Jesse, James. I'm sorry, Sparky. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the we can, dog. We can, I'm gonna we be can call the, it. Oh, we can a, call it rule th- rule sixty three, Jesse. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna gonna be in the doghouse with sparky now after that um but <laughs> wait why is she there i don't know it's, it's, it's anime physics um <laughs> <laughs> don't question anime logic don't don't question any of that um so he ends up using uh, emmy and chiho as a uh, as bait to get basically Demon king who has barely any power keep in mind because there's no harry potter movie that came out recently um for that uh but it's kind of interesting because of course uh aisha is useless because he gets sick again like seriously he is the second in command for the demon forces and i swear he spent half this anime sick well at least they give more of a reason behind it too because of susano's cooking which happens to be just I would say pulsating. Enchanted. (laughs) Enchanted, pulsating spiritual energy. And apparently, you know, Asuna is very susceptible to that and got really, really sick. So, did you say Asuna? I did say Asuna. Holy crap. Somebody's been thinking of Sword Art Online. I can't help it. We just paid for that. (laughs) (laughs) Ashia. Anyways. So because of that, he yeah, kind of had that whole like, um, I just ate whole milk and I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, like Sparky's like, yeah, he's been on the can. I feel sorry for the toilet, actually. <laughs> I feel sorry for that whole room. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, seriously, how often do you have to get sick? And the funny thing is, like, everybody knows that uh, um, Suzono's is, uh, she's she's the Inquisitor. And they're like... Yeah, we've known for a while, you know, your cooking kind of gives it away when, and that, and you just randomly helping three guys that you barely know. I know for no apparent reason. Yeah. But because of this, too, you know, Mao goes, tries to rescue Emmy and Chiho, but it doesn't stop there. We have to say adieu to probably one of the best characters of Mao Mao Yusha. KT? Oh, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me start playing uh, Taps, and then you can. Read the eulogy for this. No. <laughs> no. No, no, not going to work. But yes, we do say adieu to Durlahan. Mm. Poor guy. Precious, he's He's been... Precious bike of the Demon Lord. Like, let's see what's happened to him so far. Um, He's been s- stolen once. He's been shot at. He's been crushed. Uh, he's been borrowed. He's been borrowed. Uh, and now he's been and he's been slammed with a giant hammer. I mean, life's tough for a bike these days. 
Yeah. And now that means you have to get a new one. You have to pay for a new one and to pay for the registration. You know, it's just so much work. And yeah. demon, the demon Lord just doesn't have that time anymore. I ain't got time for that. He ain't got time for that. You know? And, uh, yeah. And not only that, so... Mal actually has some destruction issues because, you know, dual hands damaged and then he has to be careful because his his uniform could get ripped or damaged outside of work and that would mean he'd have to pay for it. So, he, what, what's the most logical thing to do, right? Strip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I think that's Sparky probably freeze-framed it too right after his tank top got burnt off. Does his little pose? <laughs> she she probably has multiple screenshots of all this, right? <laughs> She's put a gif up. <laughs> yes, the whole entire thing right there. Um, and then so it's the funny thing is that uh, apparently Serial's powers come from the moon. What is he a vampire or a were- werewolf? Seriously. Um. You wonder, but you know, this at this point, you have to think of a little bit of what would be more like what would gain more power bringing the moon closer to Earth or letting the panic of the moon being close to Earth overwhelm the demon lord to gain his power back. But before that, you know, you know, it's a funny thing though. When I saw that moon scene, I'm just like, despicable me. Even on that tangent, haven't you about that? I love Despicable Me, man. I want minions. That's that's I've, that's definitely what I want is minions. You have minions. You have an office of minions. Well, they don't go round going, and they're not yellow, and they don't go banana, banana, potato. Racist. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Or they don't go around going, Beedo, 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 Beedo. That would get annoying really quick. Anyways. Um, so they have their nice epic battle. And uh, I, I, the one thing that I loved is, because uh, I didn't understand this when, uh, when uh, yellow ones, I don't want the purple ones. Um, I, I don't. <laughs> you don't want any one-eye, one-harmed, flying purple people leaders? Um, what I didn't I didn't understand was why Mao took a a broom out of the closet from McDonald's, and then like apparently he turned it into a uh, sword of destruction. Sword of destruction, and I I didn't didn't see him come back with it. So is he gonna have to pay for that broom he took out of the closet? I don't know. I'm I'm actually kind of more wondering on the fact if, that if they're if they're that strict about the uniform, what about the broom? I'm actually I'm not really too concerned. I'm more I'm more laughing the fact or trying to figure out the fact alone that you know after Mao brought divine punishment to Serial, what are they gonna do with him now? I know because he doesn't kill him because you see him upended into the top of the building. Yeah, he just gives him one hell of a goose egg like he did with Lucifer the few. Oh yeah, and then Orbo shows up again. I forgot about that. And you know what I realized? Orbo looks a lot like the the commander in Attack on Titan. <laughs> Pixis? Yeah. Like, they look very similar, but... <laughs> Pixis... he, doesn't have, he doesn't have, like, those, like, like 
dragon scales under his eyes. But what we might have to do is do a side by side comparison because like I was looking like oh they kind of do look like each other. Why is Pixel so much cooler than Orbo? Because he's drunk all the time. Instead of being shooting up on spiritual shots, he's actually shooting up on like scotch, <laughs> scotch or something that they stole from the king or whatever the hell he is. You got it, fair and square. But speaking of Commander Pixis, let's go on to our next anime right here. And our final anime of the night is Attack on Titan or Shingeki no Kyojin. And it's brought to you by a stab into the shoulder. That will wake you up after you knock yourself out with your hands. All right, (laughs) in our last episode, Eren gets drugged by his dad. Armin becomes useful and Operation Boulder Throw begins. Ooh. Uh, I first put that in that, like, the only thing came to mind was Boulder Shoulder Boulder Thrower. You think I could say that? I can't even say seashells, seashells by the seashore. Over the shoulder boulder thrower. Those English things too hard for me. <laughs> Alright, so when we last left off um, Attack on Titan, they were planning on making Eren go all supersized, kind of like Ant-Man, and carry a boulder and block off the uh, um, opening that the Colossal Titan had created. Um... And then now they're working out the details, you know, the details out of this, because we didn't have the details there. The only thing they can really say about this part of this episode particularly is that, you know, we have the elites, you know, the, the best of the best, so to, so to speak, to chauffeur Aaron over the, to the Titans. But before that, too, they have to lure the Titans away. So they kind of like set up base in one of the corners, you know. While they're running over there, you can just tell that these the elites hate this plan. They think it's complete nonsense. Waste of the resources right there. Yeah, so to make Aaron feel guilty and everything, they're just saying, like, naming up all these people, just, you know, telling them all the facts that he already probably knows is like, you know, these people are dying for you, so don't make their deaths in vain. And just they're going like, I just want to slap them. Just like, can you be any more pompous? And then what? what's, and then the cool lady was like, like the main antagonist against this where I'm like, Oh man, you know, the one I'm talking about, right? The platinum haired lady who's like all crazy, but then she turns into a giant top and cuts down a Titan. Yeah. She's cool. It, she's. No, it's like, it like she follows. She, she's a typical soldier. She, you know, she has her opinions and everything, but still, but she follows orders. And remember, how do you salute again? Like this? Yeah, salute. Um, so they go with this plan right there. And then um, well, I, I thought it would be a bigger problem where Aaron wouldn't know, Aaron wouldn't know how to uh, transform. But that seemed to be the easy issue. And then here, Dito, this is, this is your, your, your caps moment in the notes. <laughs> Yes, uh, I have two points on this. One is like, why the hell would you go f- swinging and then transform instead of you know transform on the ground? 
you know, you want to bail yourself into a building just for no apparent reason. And then second off, what in the hell is Aaron's problem of just turning on Misaka all of a sudden? It's just like going, wait, what? <laughs> it's what this anime does, you know? know. It brings you up to this high point right here where you're like, oh, we're finally going to get progress on something. And then it's like, nope, we're back to square one right here. I hate, I love it and hate it at the same time. You know, you just want to go like Jackie Chan WTF. Like, um, <laughs> on there. Um, so now what happens though is, um, turns out our elite Mikasa manages to avoid, uh, Aaron's strike and she attaches to his head. And right now Aaron's just not knowing what he's doing. He's just, you know, trying to be smash Hulk smash, destroy everything. Human yum, 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 yum. And, uh, so, what's the bright thing you do, Dito, if you, if something's on your forehead? You strike at it. Yeah. So, he knocks himself out, which is awesome. Titan smash self. Oh, yeah. So, at this point, self, he knocks himself out. And despite everyone's opinions and saying this, you know, it's a failed mission and everything, uh, Ian, the main commander who's put in charge of this whole operation, just says, no, we're not abandoning him. Matter of fact, we are going to defend him until he wakes up. So, you know, why not just put faith in their only real hope? Because, you know, it's proven that he can turn to a titan, but can he actually come out of that state of titan into, I am an actual person. Yeah, so it's gonna that's gonna be interesting, and this is actually I actually like this episode because Aaron finally grows a bit, um, not Aaron Armin, he's, man, their names are actually really similar if you think about it. Armin finally grows a pair, um, because he's supposed to be part of the decoy squad, but then he sees the red smoke and thinking they're in trouble, so he just books it and takes off, and then um, he does something crazy like stabs his uh, blade sword into um, Aaron's titan neck arm yeah and thing. i was like oh and like it looks pretty bad where you got him like even though it's in the shoulder i'm like any more any farther down he probably could have like severed aaron's arm oh yeah it was like right here i was like oh i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing like if i was stuck in a titan controlling it i don't know if i would appreciate it if dito stuck a blade sword that far into my arm i still would I know you would, but the funny thing is you'd be upside down because I could see you like not using the 3D maneuver gear right, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I just be like, I'd like stab, break it off. <laughs> <laughs> On there, um, so that I think that's finally Armin's. He's actually seeing his use. You know, he, he's the funny thing is he actually has enough courage to go to the commander. It's like, well, you know, this plan seems, is going to work if we do it like this, and everybody's like. All right, that makes sense. You're a cadet. That makes sense. <laughs> Box cutters. <laughs> Box cutters. That's every single time I see their their blade swords, it's just I just think of box cutters too. But it's just it's you're seeing another side of Armin here. He's you I, know, actually, I actually have a box cutter that kind of does that too, where you can snap off the piece and have a sharp edge, still good. <laughs> I still have one somewhere here, but. You're seeing Armin actually take a little bit more charge. Initiative. Because, initiative. 
and it's it's really it's proven himself because you know he's more of the strategist anyways. So it's and it's good to see. Yeah, it's fun because we're on uh, this. This is what sucks though, because we're literally on episode twelve now, and our characters are finally getting into their roles. You know, we wasted like a good four episodes of just them. Eh, the tiger kicked my butt. Mm, <laughs> uh, that's all you need to know about me. Okay, I'm gonna kick my butt. Um, and then you know we finally start seeing. Then, of course, in traditional Attack on Titan, you know we make some progress with these characters, and of course, nothing really happens. If you know, story-wise, nothing really has progressed from the beginning of episode eleven to the ending of episode twelve, except some people are dead. Yeah, we. Which is funny too. I just want to make this point because I just think it's hilarious that first they say don't engage, just run away. You know, you would assume that it wouldn't be so hard just to you know lure Titans to a corner. You would assume that's not so hard, but apparently they can't do that until, like, you know, Gene's maneuvering gear malfunctions, of course. But, you know, that's a whole different story. Now, but I just, like, they're they're luring and everything, and they still got, like, a lot of people hurt, you know, killed. I just kind of go, is it, was it really that difficult? Well, they got to go and round up every individual one, I guess. I guess, you know, but you would assume that, just by making lots of noises and everything, you know, something and a going, bit, look like, at us, meat. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bit more, a bit more, you know, obvious. You know, Rich is like, hey, look, you know, here's stuff here. You know, dang, they'll dangle themselves off the wall like they're doing everything. You know, maybe you'll have a couple abnormals in there, like, will hurt them or whatever. You know, jump up to a wall and we didn't even see you, any abnormals. That's that, the thing. I know. Well, I know. Well, this is this is what I think is going to be sad because those abnormals are just going to be like overused plot devices. They're not going to show up until they need it. And they're like, well, the normal Titan's not going to do something like this. Oh, look, let's just put an abnormal in there. And, you know, uh, you know that's what's going to happen, right? It's I just, just These things are not going to make sense. I laugh more at the fact alone that the so-called abnormal one that I saw had an overly huge head. Because that's the thing about Titans. They are just, they don't have an actual character basis. They're just kind of like, here's a big naked fleshy thing and then they just have like so they put some random generic anime head on it naked fleshy thing <laughs> naked fleshy things <laughs> uh man so um hopefully in these next two episodes they're finally going to get back to moving said rock to blocking door or we're just gonna have another flashback episode and i'm gonna be a little annoyed yeah but you know, as we're saying in the chat room too that uh Armin was, you know, just, I would like to say he's kind of the Shinji of this uh, thing right now where he's just kind of whining, not, not much of a, doesn't have a lot of self-esteem and everything, but. Oh, no. Dito. You know, can might actually do something. Yes. He actually might do something and I don't want to. See, the difference between Armin and Shinji, I don't want to kill Armin. I know, so say everyone hates Shinji? Yeah, like everyone hates Shinji. The opposite of everybody loves Raymond. Everyone hates Shinji. <laughs> <laughs> On there. All right. So that's actually all we have for this episode of the Keep Ta- Anime Podcast. Dito, seriously, where does this time ever go? Um, apparently into, as Rev says, big, naked, fleshy things with a head on it. Uh, so if you guys 
um, agree or don't agree with us, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, oh, look who just popped in. Yeah, we got some talking to do, Magnus. Um, send us <laughs> some feedback at kita.ktdata.net. We, we really would love to hear what you guys got to say, saying, man, you guys are stupid. The whole point of this, 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 and this, I, you know, I, we just want to have a fun conversation with each other. So it's okay to disagree with us. Um, and, uh, or you can leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ktdatanet. Uh, you should pay attention soon because I got to, we're going to give some stuff away since we broke a hundred likes. Yay. On there. Um, or you can send us Twitter at ktdata or on Google plus at the Kita anime podcast right there. And you guys have heard us all night talking to the chat room kind of back and forth. You guys should, uh, come watch live. Our next episode is, uh. August 13th, 2013. And you can see that at uh, ktdata.net slash live on there. And of course, in general, check out ktdata.net. Dito's got a whole bunch of crap coming in. I always have stuff that I should get done, but I don't. Um, (laughs) And all that good stuff. Uh, Dito, you got anything else to pimp? Yeah, I just let you guys know too. watch out for the pictures I'm going to put up of uh, Kirito and Asuna figmas. Uh, once I get Asuna in, I will be doing more of my um, outdoor-y, outdoorsy photogenic stuff of randomness. And potentially I might even do the real action hero, Black Rock Shooter, White Edition. We're nerds. We don't go outside. <laughs> All right. Dito. What am I? Dito, thank you for being on the show. It's always fun. And uh, you guys in the chat room, Appreciate all you guys stopping by and you guys who listen after to the fact or watch after the fact. You guys are awesome too. So we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Watch the mustache neck dance. <laughs>